Hello there. Thank you very much for joining me, Tony McSherry, for this latest travel review podcast. Today I'm talking about my time in Madrid, which I visited back in July 2018. Very warm time to visit Madrid. Most times of the year it is, but this time of the year was definitely, say, the peak in terms of the weather. And it was a fabulous time, I must say, indeed. So in terms of transport, how I got to Madrid... The night before, I was staying in Monaco, and I was staying there for one night, and had to take a high-speed train from Monaco through Marseille, Montpellier, and eventually it reached the very southern part of France in Perpignan, which basically had to get a transfer uh, train there to Barcelona. And I remember when I got there in Perpignan, uh, yeah, I ended up missing the train to Barcelona, had to wait for a good few hours again for the next one, which is quite a pain, I must say. Um, as you're in a city, you don't really know much about And you kind of wanted to get to Barcelona as quickly as you can. And eventually then, of course, get to Madrid. And I must say, it was quite a quite a journey, though, I must say, indeed. Because eventually, when I did get to Barcelona, after a two-and-a-half-hour train journey, I was there for about four hours, roughly in the city of Barcelona. Didn't stay too uh, didn't go too far into the centre of the city really, as I didn't want to get too lost. As at that time I'd never been to Bar- I've been to Barcelona once before then with my family, but this is my first time by myself. So I wanted to just make sure have a quick look around this the city, certain parts of the city, but not go too far away from the train station in Barcelona. As I had to get a train, high-speed train on Renfe, and it cost about roughly €65 for a one-way overnight. Well, basically overnight and away, it was about 11 o'clock at night, the train. (laughs) Didn't get me into Madrid till about half one in the morning. And I must say, to be fair, the train, if you ever are wanting to get the high-speed train from Barcelona to Madrid, it was really luxurious, I must say, (laughs) although it was pricey, €65 one-way. And I was booked to be fair. I literally booked it on the day. Booked it right there, like about probably about two hours before it was meant to take off. You were able to watch able to watch movies, had your own personal TV, giving you a remote control to pick and choose with what you want to watch. And you're able to basically given yeah, no, I must say there was there was quite a lot, quite quite a lot there. Uh popcorn as well, it was quite nice, a few sort of uh tasty treats. And then when I did get there eventually to Madrid, uh, yeah, again, it was very late at night in Madrid, Atacha. And I remember just having to walk around, get myself used to my surroundings. As again, never been to Madrid in my life. And I was here on my own. I was only about 20 in as well, too. So it was quite a big, it must have been a big uh, shock at the time, I must say. And I had to try and navigate my way around the underground system in Madrid, which I think is the best way of getting around the city. Unless you really like walking, cycling, maybe if you can borrow a bike out there, pay for taxis or anything like that there. But I think the underground is the best way to get around. And you're able to get um, a travel card there as well. Roughly cost you about, it was 10 euro for three days of a pass. And you just keep swiping it, going through the underground system. And it saves you a lot of hassle instead of queuing up at shops um, right beside the underground every once in a while then, and it helps you get through more quicker. Well, I found it myself. It helped me get through the city more quicker 
visited more attractions in my short stay there. So I had to make sure to get in the underground. And where I was staying was pretty close to Plaza Mayor in the centre of Madrid. And pretty close. It was like in between pretty much where the Royal Palace of Madrid and Plaza Mayor. Like literally, I think right in between them. There were probably only about five minute walks to each of them. And it was roughly about two star hotels it would have been. So I think it was roughly about 50, 55 euro a night. And I was staying there for two nights. And this was handy as well, that they were able to cater my needs at the early time of the morning. I arrived about half two in the morning. And I must say, before the streets of Madrid were absolutely bouncing, even that time in the morning. Now, I know Spain is the type of country where they do like to do stuff in the evening quite a lot. To what people be used to, probably back in the United Kingdom and Ireland. I must say, yeah, it was really fascinating. First few uh, glimpses of the city as a whole. And then after uh, getting some sleep the first night in Madrid, I wanted to make use of my full, pretty much my full, that, that would have been, yeah, the full day I had in Madrid. And I made sure I got up very early, about six o'clock in the morning. And I, where I was staying, didn't um, offer you any food or no breakfast or nothing like that. So I had to make sure to get out to get my breakfast. I think I went to some wee, well, I did, did first go to Starbucks <laughs> just because I made sure um, I was going to want to make sure at least I, I knew what I was eating in a way. It was something I was going to enjoy. And I uh, got a quick Starbucks, so I did. And that was able to get me out in the go. And my first place to visit, of course, being the big football fan that I am. And I think this is a place that every football fan out there, if you are listening to this here, you should make sure to visit the Santiago Bernabeu. It is a club, Real Madrid, arguably the biggest club in football. Winner of 13 Champions Leagues. And of course, 30, uh, is it 32 now, I think, La Liga titles? Maybe 33 now? Yeah, no, they, it really is a, it is a stadium that any football fan should visit. And I got there for about half nine in the morning outside the Bernabeu. Uh, I went to book me uh, tour tickets. I thought I was going to get my tour straight away. I didn't notice how big the crowd was as well, too. So we do know, yeah, Real Madrid again, there is that big demand. I think probably, you think about it, Madrid, the main tourist attraction everyone goes to see would be the Bernabeu. People who might not even know much about football, but they do know that this is a really big attraction to go see. And yeah, I wasn't able to get my tour straight away, so I had to make sure, had to basically hold off for a few hours because it didn't start to about four o'clock. And I thought, what would be the one thing to do then? As an orange stadium that was on the sites, only recently opened the year before in 2017, the home, the new home well of Atletico Madrid, which is the Wanda Metropolitano, the Estadio Wanda Metropolitano. And the good thing about it was there are very good uh, links. It's quite close to the airport in Madrid and pretty, pretty much on the underground. It is on that line if you are looking to get to the stadium. And pretty much it is a stop, Wanda Metropolitano. Leaves you off right there. And really handy, as soon as you walk up, you just see the stadium right there, and it is a lovely view. Really state-of-the-art stadium. That's the one thing I'll say different to the Bernabeu. Really modern Atletico Madrid stadium is. And of course, then, that was they were preparing to host the Champions League final the following year, in 2019. But at this time, Atletico Madrid were just recently crowned Europa League winners, and they had their Europa League trophy on display in the dugout of the stadium. So they were offering uh, visitors on their tour to go get a free photo with the 
Rupa League trophy so I thought you might as well why not make the most of it and they even let you lift the trophy which is quite nice because most clubs I've been to in the past wouldn't let you barely let you touch a trophy never mind lift it and it's quite nice all athletical fans in the stadium uh, making a big noise for anyone lifting the trophy I thought that was really nice and yeah no really great experience tour was not fantastic athletical Madrid and I do like that they're that they let you go at your own pace. You're not being rushed about by tour guides. Um, that there for me adds more value to the experience in a way. Again, you take it in your own pace. And it's nice to do out there, especially when you're going to certain parts of the stadium you have a big interest in, maybe the changing room, the dugout, the museum. And a lot of it, the museum was a bit of, bit of a shrine to Fernando Torres. And that was a really nice thing to see as well, too. I've been a big fan of Torres, especially from his time at Liverpool. Really nice to find out more about his career at Atletico Madrid. Now you see a big carbon cutout of him as well as soon as you walk into it. So you do know it's, it's all about Torres wherever you go there. And yeah, no, a really fabulous stadium. And it was roughly only about €15 Euro for a stadium tour ticket, which I thought was really nice. You could pretty much just stay there all day if you wanted to. I thought that was a really, yeah, that's really good value. So it was, as Real Madrid Stadium Tour was about €26. So obviously more pricier in a way. But I suppose, as you expect, Real Madrid being the bigger club, there's a higher demand to go see them. And their Atletico Madrid's was more quieter than when they got to the Santiago Bernabeu. So then pretty much after about two hours, roughly, at the Wanda Metropolitano, making way to the Bernabeu, after queuing for about half an hour to get into the stadium, eventually you're sort of, again, it is sort of at your own pace in a way, but you just have to follow the crowd pretty much in a way. You're being directed up to the top of the stadium. You get a very nice view of the stadium, I must say. It's very cool looking down at the pitch to see how high up you are. And then you're eventually guided along a museum of the Bernabeu. You're looking back at all the history of the club. You see even some Ballon d'Ors as well there too. From the likes, yeah, no, there's quite a lot to see, I must say. And you even see, of course, Real Madrid's Champions League trophies, the big trophy room. That there is, I think that was the main thing. I think all the tourists there were going for, wanting to get their photo there. So I'd make sure to be very patient there because it is very crowded. If you're a person who likes to take it in, uh, do make sure to be very patient and maybe don't go with the peak hours to the stadium. Or ever go maybe at the end, or very early in the morning or at the end of the day, if you're booking in advance. I would suggest that there. And then when you make your way down to the stadium, I think what was very nice about Real Madrid, and it's something I've never experienced any other club, and I've done many stadium tours all over Europe, what was the nicest thing about it was they let you actually walk on the pitch. Now, it wasn't covered the pitch as well, too. Not like a big mark or just a big... Something just uh, covering up or whatever. Wood down or something. You actually got to walk on the actual turf, the Santiago Bernabeu. And for me, that was pretty crazy. And I, I noticed a lot of fans as well, too, just picking up bits of the grass, putting it in their pocket or whatever. And I felt like doing it myself, so I did, too. But um, I just... No, I was a bit mesmerised by it, to, be say, to say the least. Uh, you think of all the great moments that happened in that stadium. That there, for me, 
Yeah, really, really unique. So it was, and it's lovely to get pictures on it as well. And I think that's a really nice touch by Real Madrid because I do know they probably are one of the biggest clubs everyone wants to see. And it is nice that they're letting you walk actually across the pitch and you're getting such a, a view that you really, it's like a money camp in a way. Like, it, you know, that is really, really nice. And yeah, that's something I will never forget that there. I'm just walking on the burnabout and remembering all the great moments that have happened on the pitch. Uh, maybe one that springs to mind would be obviously Messi's unreal goals. That was actually the corner of the pitch. For Messi, if you remember back in the 2011 Champions League semi-finals, first leg, so it was the Bernabeu, where he dances free about five players um, and ends up scoring. He basically gets the ball around the halfway line. And basically that was key goal in knocking Real Madrid out of the Champions League that season. And yeah, I obviously think of probably Real Madrid's greatest ever player, Cristiano Ronaldo. You think of all the great moments he's had on that pitch. And that was the summer he actually left the club. And actually getting to that there as well, when I walked in the change room, it was very interesting to see. Uh, Ronaldo's were basically in the change room of Real Madrid. The players would have their own photos everywhere you walk uh, on their, their own locker. But Ronaldo's number seven, it just said it was blanked out. There was no photo of him anywhere. Um, and it was funny seeing some fans taking a picture of it, laughing. Some were even giving the finger to it. Um, it shows you Real Madrid. Some fans maybe were still a bit better over Ronaldo leaving the club. Um, some were saying that would be where Eden Hazard would eventually take a spot. Which I think he did eventually come to Real Madrid a year later. And yeah, no, I must say... Real Madrid, really fantastic. Now, again, it was about pricey, yeah, about €26. Euro. But for me, for what you get, I think it is worth it. And, you know, if it is going to be a one-off, you might not get back to Madrid for a while. I'd say go for it, definitely. So if you're ever in Madrid, make sure to see the Santiago Bernabeu. It is a must. And again, in terms of other places to go see in Madrid, again, the Royal Palace of Madrid, really lovely, so it is. Just that nice, really relaxed feeling. So it is plenty of beautiful gardens. If you're a fan of uh, visiting any gardens in certain cities, I think, yeah, that was just a more relaxed environment than it was outside the Santiago Bernabeu. Now, that's that there is somewhere I think you should definitely consider looking at. Again, El Retiro Park in Madrid, very popular tourist spot. People always seem to get their photo. They're quite... Um, yeah, they seem very thirsty. Now, getting your photo on the boat while you're swinging your, <laughs> while you're rowing about. So you are on the boat and to see in the background, the big uh, plaque, El Retiro Park. Yeah, again, that there is, it's a very nice park as well. Can be quite busy though, again, during certain hours in Madrid. But yeah, I must say, my time there, absolutely enjoyed it. It was a very warm summer's day, but I think I managed to pack in as much as I could. As again, it was staying there. Yeah, that would have been pretty much two nights that, that would have been yet yeah, staying there. Because remember, the next morning, stayed there again pretty much the next morning. I think my flight was at about three o'clock the next day. And I basically wanted to make sure I was in the airport for about one o'clock, roughly. So I had to get up very early again. And I was going to go visit the palace in Madrid. And after going to visit the palace, getting a few more final photos, I had to make my way to the airport. And yeah, I must say, really, really enjoyed my time in Madrid. 
I thought the food when I did go dine out for my dinner was a bit pricey, but as you expect it is when you go to certain certain major European cities and yeah, you do check the V again, like Roma always thought was most expensive, especially when you're getting food beside the Coliseum. About 20 euro, I think it would have been roughly for about a two two course. And it was quite a small two course when I did get it. So actually, I thought about it after it again. I don't think that's worth it. But yeah, Madrid, I think for me, thinking about it overall, it's probably one of the most underrated cities out there. People always go on about saying, oh, Paris, London, Rome and everything. All great cities. Berlin as well. But I think Madrid is definitely one that people always seem to forget. And I think it's more that people should maybe consider in a way. I know it is, yeah, it is quite an expensive place if you ever live in there. But I think for definitely doing a day trip, which is something I always do advise, if you are quite the traveler like me who likes to fit in as much as you can in your own adventure, whether it be you're traveling um, independently as a couple or in a big group, then yeah, Madrid is really good for that there. I think as you can't fit so much in in a day or if you're staying for three days, in a week, for me, it is a city that you'll always find something there. And that's why I think I would rank it definitely. I have definitely in my top 10 of places that I have been to within Europe. So, yeah, I have to say Madrid. A fabulous, fabulous place. And I would hope to go back again someday. And if you are considering booking Madrid, then I'd say book it as quickly as you can. And definitely get visiting Madrid next time you have an opportunity to do so. Thank you very much for listening to this travel review podcast with me, Tony McSherry. Do make sure to check out for more again in the future.